This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. I am Rafael Di Furia, here with Marco Permunian, and today we also have a guest, Andrea Permunian. Welcome, welcome. Today, just before we get started, I just wanted to give you guys a quick little heads up that Andrea does in fact speak English, but because of the subject matter and because of the complexities, he will be speaking in Italian today, but we will make sure that there's either voiceover or subtitles uh, once this video is published online. But anyway, I'm first going to let Marco introduce uh, Andrea a little bit, and then we'll let Andrea introduce Andrea. Andrea is a member of uh, the ICA team. He works in our Italian office, and his responsibility includes um, bringing all of our 1948 cases or other uh, court cases to court in Rome. While I'm normally in the U.S., in our U.S. office, and I oversee um, not only all of our cases, including the cases that go to court, but I generally um, oversee the process of procurement of the documents that are necessary for, um, for any citizenship cases, including the cases that we bring to court. But the person who does it, the person who, uh, for ICA, uh, shows up at the court and argues our cases is our attorney, Andrea. And Andrea, is there anything that you would like to add, um, maybe to tell people a little bit more about yourself? Eh, ciao a tutti, io sono Andrea, Andrea Permunian, e sono un componente dello studio legale Permunian, e principalmente mi occupo della parte giurisdizionale dell'attività lavorativa, ovvero eh, preparo insieme a Marco i ricorsi che poi depositiamo avanti al Tribunale di Roma, per chiedere al, al Tribunale di Roma la, l'accertamento della cittadinanza italiana Iure Sanguinis per i nostri clienti. Sono un, quindi un avvocato iscritto all'albo eh, dell'Ordine di Bologna. All right, so you know what, let's get straight into the questions because today we wanted to talk a bit more about the 1948 cases. We've spoken about them before here on the uh, Italian Citizenship Podcast, but especially because uh, Andrea specializes in it, this is what he deals with day in, day out. Uh, We wanted to ask him a little bit more about the specifics of really getting into it. So the first question will be, what exactly is a 1948 case a very basic question but from your perspective how do you see it allora, i, i cosiddetti casi 48 the so-called 1948 cases are nothing more than appeals that must be brought before the judicial authority and therefore not through administrative means by those who want to get their italian citizenship through a female ancestor accertare dichiarare la propria cittadinanza italiana per discendenza femminile quindi non maschile e soprattutto si chiamano casi 48. We often refer to these types of cases as 1948 cases because the peculiarity of these cases consists in the fact that the individual who claims to descend from a female ancestor who gave birth before 1948. January 1st, 1948 is a very important year because after that point some regulations have changed dramatically. When we are talking about 1948 cases, but just to clarify what a 1948 case is, we have to start many years before, in 1912 to be exact. Precisamente dal 1912, 
Nel 1912 in Italia. In 1912 a law was enacted in Italy. Law 555 of 1912 which regulates Italian citizenship. This is the first law governing Italian citizenship after the Code of 1865. This is the first ordinary law which regulates it after the Code of 1865. This law stipulates that Italian citizenship could be transmitted by right of blood, use sanguinis, or in plain terms, by descent only through males. Females could not transmit their nationality to their descendants. But, moving on. What happened in 1948? In 1948, to overcome this legacy of an era where gender equality did not exist, the Italian constitution gave women the same equal rights as men. Because of this, from 1948 onwards, both women and men could transmit citizenship. Like we said before, prior to 1948, women did not have that ability. For this reason, while in patrilineal cases the application for citizenship can be submitted to the consular offices by administrative means or to the municipalities in Italy. In those cases in which the applicants descend from a female ascendant who gave birth before 1948, they must apply for citizenship through the courts. The judge is almost always the court of Rome because the applicants in most cases have established their residence abroad, therefore not in Italy. Consequently, from a functional point of view, the court with jurisdiction is Rome, where the Ministry of the Interior has its registered office. And because of the peculiarity of the 1948 cases, the applicant must sue the Ministry of the Interior. This is the gist of a 1948 case, a case where an applicant claims to be descended from a female ancestor who gave birth before 1948, and therefore must plead before a judge to recognize their Italian citizenship by descent via this female ancestor. I think the explanation that Andrea just gave is really amazing, very um, detailed and very technical. So I just have something to add. Um, it is a question that I get a lot. Uh, people um, ask me if it is necessary to um, apply for citizenship through a consulate and having your application denied before being able to petition the court in Rome. And the answer is no, you can go straight to Rome uh, because you have a legal standing. So you can actually present your case directly to the court without having to go through the consulate and having your application uh, denied. And another question that I get a lot is, um, or, or something that people maybe um, do not have clear is, like what ancestor needs to be born uh, before 1948 uh, in order for you to qualify for a 1948 case? So. The, the issue here is that you need to have a person who was born to a woman before 1948. So the woman needs to have given birth to her child prior to 1948. And it doesn't matter that the woman in question is the female ancestor born in Italy or actually another female 
in the Italian line. So in both cases, you have a 1948 case. So Andrea, you were mentioning before that you go directly to the court of Rome. Is it possible for a person to take care of their 1948 case in a courthouse outside of Rome, or is Rome really the only place to do this? Allora, well, I've been discussing this topic with Marco in recent days because we were talking about this possibility. Potentially, this can be done. However, the Code of Civil Procedure provides that the cause must be brought as a general rule before the court, i.e. the place, where the registered office is located or the residence of the defendant, that is, the person I bring to trial. And since in this case it's the Ministry of Interior, is headquartered in Rome and is represented in court by the State Attorney General, because the Ministry of Interior and all the public administration of the state stand trial through the Advocacy General, and since the Advocacy General is in Rome, I believe that the General Court, i.e. the court to which one must appeal for this cause, should be in Rome. It is true, if the applicants live in Italy and reside in another province other than Rome, on an optional basis, an appeal can also be made before the court of the place where the applicants reside. But the Ministry of the Interior, based in Rome, must always be sued in court. In my opinion, it would be very dangerous to do so because the ministry might say that the competence lies in Rome because they are located in Rome and are the defendants. So I always recommend doing it in Rome. In any case, doing it in Rome is always more advisable also for another reason. Since the cases are basically initiated by virtually all petitioners in the court of Rome, the magistrates in Rome are very well trained on this matter. Because generally speaking, as I was discussing with Marco in recent days, as a general rule, these cases are being discussed by a special section called Special Section People's Rights and Immigration, which is a section established in all courts that are located in those cities where the Court of Appeal is based. Hence, in the regional capitals, to clarify, Venice, Rome, Bologna, Milan are where you can find these sections. For example, they don't have them here in Rovigo. In these sections, which were purposely created in 2017 by the legislator, a law was passed to introduce these sections. So much so that before 2017, our legal cases were made through subpoenas. Now they're done by filing an appeal, which is a much faster way to discuss it. In fact, now the times have shortened because before we had to draft a legal act, notify the ministry and hold a hearing after several months. Now instead, the lawyer immediately files an appeal and the procedure is much faster. In Rome, the judges of this section are very experienced on the subject. So in my opinion, the client, that is the petitioner, is proceeding before a court that is already prepared. Therefore, in my opinion, going to another court would be risky, even though potentially, as I explained earlier, if the foreign citizen who is applying for Italian citizenship is resident in Italy in another province, 
that individual could file for appeal in another province. comunque residente in Italia in un'altra provincia si potrebbe andare anche in un'altra provincia. Okay, that's very interesting to know because I know some people do wonder about that if they're here or like you were saying like um, that they do wonder if there's other options of alternatives to go through um, because I know especially Americans are always looking for that alternative they're always looking for that way around the idea that a lot of Americans have about Italy is that you have to know your guy who knows his way around the system. There's always a shortcut. Exactly. So that for Americans, they're always thinking this about Italy because um, I know the people who've contacted me privately on my YouTube channel, they ask these kinds of questions very often and it's something that I personally don't get into um, on my channel, which is why I wanted to ask today um, because I know it's one of those things that's a little bit strange but still of interest to people to know. And just to add to what Andrea just said and and to answer a question that we always get from our clients. So is it possible or advisable to um, start a legal proceeding in another uh, area of Italy? Uh, the, the, the simple answer is that it is possible if you reside in Italy and the court doesn't have the power to stop you. But if the Ministry of Interior, which is your counterpart, decides to appear and object that you started the, proce the process in the wrong place, that would cause the need for you to start over from the very beginning in the court of Rome. But is it even common that that would come up? So it is very hard to predict whether or not the Ministry of Interior will appear or even object that you started the process not in Rome, where you were supposed to do it. So it is very hard to answer that question, but I think it's very risky if you started the process in a different town. It is very likely that the Ministry of Interior, the, the attorneys for the Ministry of Interior would object that you are doing the process in the wrong place. And in that case, the court has to stop the process and you have to not even resume the process in another in, in Rome, but you have to start over and you have to pay again the filing fee. So you're basically starting from scratch. So I don't think you want to risk that. So potentially if you start the case in another location, you would have to wait for that date there um, like you would in Rome, like is a normal part of the process. Wait for your court date, wait for them to assign you a judge and get the file numbers and this and that, um, which is, I guess, what Andrea was also saying. Both of you were saying that it's a bit dangerous potentially um, to allow a possibility like this to happen. Um, so it's very interesting to hear that um, your recommendation in this sense. Uh, that was something that I know a lot of people wouldn't necessarily realize because you are suing the Italian government, you are challenging a understanding of an older law, and it's specifically the Ministry of Interior that would be the defendant in the case. But I know in past episodes, you've said that in general, they don't even show up anymore. Uh, yeah, that was true. Um, so the, the attorneys for the ministry used to not participate in the trial in the past, but right now, with the increasing number of cases that are being presented, uh, it seems like they are actually deciding to uh, participate. So uh, based on this, it would be, in my opinion, quite risky to start the process in a different province. Uh, it is true, they, they generally, normally, um, they don't argue that you don't, that you're not entitled to citizenship. They just... Um, decide to t 
take part in the process to ask the judge to compensate the the um, filing fee and expenses so you don't actually argue uh, generally anything regarding your eligibility but uh, I believe that if you were to start the process in a different pro province they would object that you couldn't do it I think that's something that, that they would do so you were saying about that they when they're showing up now that they're coming for 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 the filing fee I, I'm not sure that was yeah, so quite the thing clear is, to me the court um, can decide who pays the the fees related to the um, proceeding so if you if you lose normally you have to pay but not always because um, if the case was unsure to start with from like in, in in the first place the court could say okay so each party is going to pay its own fees and that's what the attorneys for the ministry show up to say so they show up in court to say uh, because we're not arguing that what you're saying is incorrect we're not arguing that you are not entitled to citizenship but we just want to ask the court uh, because this is not something that uh, like there is nothing we did wrong it's just the law that it is that way it is so basically it comes down to that they would rather not put out the financial side they would mm -hmm. rather that the um, plaintiff in this case the your clients would be the ones to um, foot that bill exactly so each each party is going to pay uh, its own attorney um, but I believe that the attorneys for the ministry would argue that the process is being done in the wrong place if they had the chance anyway just moving on to the uh, next question Currently, at this point in time, how many cases are you guys actually working on? Our law firm is currently representing about 300 cases in the court of Rome. Right now? Yes. Wow. These are 300 cases brought before the ordinary court of Rome, and these are appeals that have been filed, which we are waiting for the court hearing. After filing the appeal, the judge schedules the hearing and in a single hearing the appeal is discussed and decided by the Court of Rome. And our case, by the way, involves numerous types of legal issues linked to the individual 1948 cases. Because, as we discussed, we are also capable of representing those cases where there is a small peculiarity that gives rise to an unusual court case. Noi siamo in grado anche di patrocinare quei casi dove vi è qualche, una, una piccola particolarità che ha originato all'interno della sezione immigrazione di Roma una eh, giurisprudenza eh, diversificata. Mi spiego meglio. Let me explain myself better. When the line of descent is free from naturalizations, namely instances where citizens who were Italian requested the acquisition of US citizenship, there are no problems whatsoever. L'acquisizione della cittadinanza statunitense non ci sono, diciamo, problemi di sorta. Because the ancestor has never formally lost the Italian citizenship and therefore the descent is proven clearly and then the judge merely checks the documentation is consistent then grants the recognition of citizenship. La documentazione sia coerente e concede la cittadinanza. 
Noi invece Instead, we have prepared and filed and also received a favorable rulings from the court through numerous ordinances and sentences which have proved us right in this respect. We have also sponsored some cases where the male or female ancestor requested and obtained US naturalization while their own child was still a minor. statunitense mentre il proprio figlio era ancora minorenne. In questi casi, in these cases, since the minor was born in the US, that child already acquired US citizenship naturally at birth through U Soli, and therefore the naturalization of the parent which occurred, as I said, when the child was a minor and did not involve in any way the acquisition of US citizenship for the minor, because since the minor was born in the US, he was already American. And at the same time, the minor who was the child of a person who became a naturalized US citizen preserved also their Italian citizenship status, which had been acquired at birth prior to the naturalization of his ancestor, via Ius Sanguinis. In these cases, our law firm has pointed out in numerous appeals that the loss, because in any case the parent was losing the Italian citizenship, the loss of citizenship through naturalization did not automatically result in the loss of Italian citizenship for the minor, and these cases were successfully discussed before the court of Rome. We are aware that within the special immigration sanction of the court of Rome there is also another type of jurisprudence that does not agree with this line. But we believe that our legal thesis is the correct one, and we are confident that in the next appeals, this thesis will be accepted within the final judgment. So the, you mentioned that you currently have 100 active cases, but I know you guys have already won a lot more cases anyway, just even before um, the current cases that you um, have that are waiting. Uh, maybe just to go a little bit further into it, for those cases that you've already completed, what does that look like from start to finish? Whoever wants to make a claim based on their Italian origins can file an appeal before the court of Rome, or alternatively, before the court where he resides in Italy. He can't do it personally, he needs to be represented by a lawyer. Our law firm sponsors these types of appeals. And by the way, our firm is one of the main Italian law firms that deal with these cases. The procedure is as follows. After retrieving all the documentation suitable to prove what is requested, an appeal is filed electronically in the registry of the Court of Rome. The judge afterwards, approximately after 30 to 40 days, notifies a decree to schedule a hearing, through which a hearing is held before the Court of Rome. Davanti al Tribunale di Roma. Il giorno dell'udienza, l'avvocato si reca nel tribunale. On the day of the hearing, the lawyer goes to court to discuss the case, presenting to the judge any peculiarities in the line of descent, and the documents are also examined that prove the applicant's citizenship. Usually, the Ministry of the Interior appears before the judge. In other words, it becomes part of the judgment by filing an act where he basically never hinders the applicant's requests. Obviously, if they are not unfounded, but in our case, these requests always have a documentary and factual counter-evidence, 
only asking the judge the compensation of the expenses. C'è appunto la compensazione delle spese, quindi dicendo sì, riconosci la cittadinanza dei ricorrenti, ma non Therefore by saying, please grant citizenship to the applicants, but don't sentence us to pay the legal fees. The judge on the day of the hearing usually reserves the decision, which is then lifted and communicated to the lawyer within another 30 to 40 days. After issuing the order to grant recognition of Italian citizenship, one must wait the term provided for by the Code of Civil Procedure for any appeal in cassation by the Ministry to eventually ask to reform the judgment and therefore one must wait 60 days. Eventualmente dell'ordinanza e quindi bisogna attendere 60 giorni. Trascorsi questi 60 giorni After these 60 days, the judgment granting Italian citizenship to the applicants is final and therefore no longer challengeable by anyone. At that point, the petitioners are in all respects Italian citizens. This ordinance must be sent as an authentic copy. It is called a copy issued by the registry with the authentication. Then it must be sent to the registry office with jurisdiction over the ancestor's place of birth, that is, the person whom the petitioner claims and proves is their ancestor. It is at this point that an administrative procedure begins. The office must first receive the court order, register it and subsequently, after checking all that has been written in the appeal, the office enrolls the petitioner in the IRE of the ancestor's city of birth as Italian citizens residing abroad. To conclude with a clarification, which Marco may be able to better clarify, the civil registration in the municipality of the ancestor will also include the possibility of requesting the Italian passport once the petitioner has been registered with the municipal offices in their registry of Italian citizens living abroad, which is referred to as the IRE. Basically, what comes after um, the final judgment, so after the judge renders a final judgment, at that point, after you have allowed 60 days for the attorneys, for the Ministry of Interior to appeal the case, after that time, the judgment becomes final. So, at that point, you can use that judgment and register it in the municipality where your ancestor was from. Uh, Along with the judgment, you also have to register your birth certificate and the birth certificates of all of the other petitioners, so the other family members who were part of the proceeding. The birth certificates you actually get back from the court, so after the process is over, you can get back all of the vital record documents that you used for the legal proceeding, which is a difference from the process through the consulate. When you go through the process at the consulate, you don't get back all of the documents that you used because the consulate will retain those documents. But when you go through the courts, the court will give you back all the documents, which is which means that you don't have to collect any more documents. You can use the documents that you use for the legal proceeding and register them, record them in the municipality where your ancestor was from along with the final judgment. At that point, you can go ahead and register with the IRE, which is the Registry of Italian Citizens Residing Abroad, uh, which is a registry jointly held by the Italian municipality where you registered the final judgment and your birth certificate, 
and your local Italian consulate abroad. Once your registration is confirmed, you can go ahead and apply for an Italian passport. One question, though. You, you, I think we did talk about this in our last episode about the 1948 cases. Um, you mentioned, actually, we, we definitely did. Um, you mentioned that it wasn't common um, for these judgments to be challenged. Is that still the case even now that the, the Ministry of Interior won't challenge these, um, uh, these proceedings? So, yes, the, in all cases that we saw so far, like not one single one of them was appealed by the Ministry of Interior. So the answer to your question is yes, they, they don't get appealed really because they don't want to, they, they don't question the merits of the case. They, they, they don't question the case on its merits. The, the case uh, has like very solid legal grounds. So as we said before, uh, they, they only show up in court to uh, argue legal fees, but they don't argue anything regarding the eligibility of the uh, petitioner. So they never get appealed. And moving on to our last question that we have for today, do personal circumstances matter? I know that I've received questions from my subscribers on my YouTube channel. I am an athlete, or I am an actor, or I am a musician, or I own homes in Italy, or I speak Italian. Do personal circumstances ever have any any weight on the final outcome of the cases? No. No. We'd like to point out that no personal circumstances of the petitioner can positively influence the judge's decision. In the judge's final decision, they would only take into account the facts and the documents filed with the appeal. Therefore, the knowledge of the Italian language or a potential commercial interest or a job opportunity in Italy does not influence the outcome in any way and does not constitute positive or negative circumstances to be evaluated. Nor even other personal matters of the applicants can influence the judge's decision. Questioni personali dei ricorrenti possono influenzare la decisione del giudice, ecco. Mentre Whereas it may be beneficial to have a potential work opportunity in Italy or to have some interests in Italy which are quite compelling and urgent to attend in our territory. In those cases where perhaps one wants to ask the judge to move up the hearing to discuss the procedure. Nei casi in cui magari si voglia chiedere al giudice di eh, anticipare l'eventuale udienza di discussione del procedimento. Eh, apro infatti una piccola... I'd like to digress slightly. Not all the appeals are the same. There are cases where maybe a certain type of applicant needs their Italian citizenship to seek treatment in Italy for a particular a disease or something that can be done exclusively in Italian territory and within a certain time limit. Or people who have received some very tempting job proposals in Italy, which have a deadline, perhaps at the end of the calendar year or a monthly deadline, where the employer can make acceptance of the job offer conditional upon whether or not the applicant is an EU citizen, rather than a non-EU citizen. In these cases, Bringing the attention of the judge to these peculiarities, namely stringent health reasons or working activity conditional upon obtaining Italian citizenship, 
then perhaps one can ask the judge to speed up the procedure. But otherwise, personal circumstances have no bearing. So as Andreja said, personal circumstances don't matter. These types of cases are all based on facts. So you are proving your lineage through documents that prove that you are entitled to Italian citizenship. So the court is not going to take into consideration anything, um, as Andrea just said, like uh, if you if you speak Italian or, or if you have a special relationship with Italy or, or accomplishments, none of that. But personal circumstances can be taken into consideration by the court to have a more expedited process. For instance, if you need citizenship really quickly, you can file a motion with the court and ask them to grant, for instance, an early hearing because you have a job offer in Italy or in the European Union or because you need medical treatments. We were successful just recently with a client who needed specific treatments in Europe. He was eligible for Italian citizenship through a 1948 case, but he couldn't wait for uh, the process to take a long time. So we filed this motion and the court um, agreed. Or, for instance, we were, we were successful um, with a client who needed to play professionally, uh, I think it was basketball in Italy. And in that case, again, the court agreed with us and, and, and granted the early hearing. So personal circumstances do not matter in terms of what the court thinks in terms of eligibility, but they can matter uh, to have a more expedite outcome of the process. As a matter of fact, Marco gave me the go-ahead to make a clarification. The judge, in deciding these appeals, besides examining the truthfulness of what is written and the validity of the appeal, always tries to weigh out the situation. And that's why the request for an expedited hearing may or may not be accepted. Marco gave the example of playing basketball professionally precisely because judges tend not to abbreviate or protract too much a request concerning an individual right. Because I want to clarify that. The right to Italian citizenship for those who are entitled to it is a right that one carries from birth. Therefore, a judge cannot drag the proceedings out for too long because the time frame that goes from the filing of the appeal to the discussion of the procedure is an unjustified period of time in any case because you are restricting a right. Ingiustificato in qualsiasi caso perché stai comprimendo comunque un diritto. Per cui anche i giudici stanno. Therefore, the judges are careful not to limit it too much. And in these cases, therefore, if the individual right is substantiated by reasons like those I mentioned before, the judge might speed up the procedure. Anyway, I think that's a good place to end off for this time. We have covered again a lot of ground, so thank you both to Andrea Permunian and Marco Permunian. Um, maybe actually we should also just, uh, one last question. Everybody's going to notice you both happen to have the same last name. Are you related? Yeah, we're actually first cousins. 
So it's your fathers who are who yes, are our yes. fathers are brothers. Oh, uh, okay, okay, very cool. All right. Anyway, so that's the last question for today because I'm sure there's going to be some people noticing Permonian, Permonian. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, it just runs in the family. We both went to law school. Yeah. Uh, just in your blood that you have to do it. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us again. And if you have any questions for Marco or Andrea or anybody else from the Italian Citizenship Assistance Team, you of course can contact them through the contact form on their website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com slash contact. And of course, if you are seeking assistance for the Italian citizenship process, Marco, Andrea and their team are available and ready to help you through that process. Anyway, again, thank you so much, and we will see you all in the next episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. See ya. Thank you. Thank you.